Welcome to the Basic Bogies Podcast. We release new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you hear, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and subscribe on YouTube. We can be found at Basic Bogies on all platforms. What's up, everyone? I'm Gary. Give me some brutally honest moments there. Can you just spill something on the brand new Acorn Hills? This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> Hey, I'm TJ. Obviously, I'm a big Ricky Fowler guy. This man's at the range. Listen. Listening to Alanis Morissette. I think we both have a pretty decent short game for not being yeah, pro yeah. golfers. We're caught in between that average to... Yeah, low, mid-handicap. Yeah, yeah. Even people with two legs is difficult. Golf is hard. Right. Yeah. Here with the basic bogey fellas. This is good. This is fun. This is all that was supposed to happen. Yep. Just to end Absolutely. up here with us. Like, yep. Everything happens for a reason. Sat here in front of you two beautiful gentlemen. Everybody was crowded on the green. Like, let's go to the next tee. TJ's like, no, let's go to that tee box. Post it up real close. And there's DJ and his brother Austin. Have a good fish fry. And then pick up the fish fry and go. Pick up the fish fry and go. You just showed up. Here's my wristband. And you're walking out with burgers, chicken sandwich, fries. Yeah, we had glizzy stuff. We had five meals. Easy. One of the scariest moments of my life. I forgot what you texted me. It was hilarious. I think you were like, you know what? We could use this. That was after I had made the offer. Oh, you already? Okay, all right, that checks out. We're in it to win it this year, so watch out. We, we are, are Basic, Basic Bogies. Bogies. Here we are, Basic Bogies Podcast, episode four. Four? I, I don't, it doesn't feel like it's four already. We're already a month into this thing. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. So something I wanted to talk about today is... You know, approaches on and when you're you're pitching the ball and and you know just kind of techniques behind that and and stuff. You know. Yeah, I mean, I went to college for baseball. Are you talking about baseball? Or uh, I'm, I'm talking about like pitch shots. Yeah. Right. Right. Because this is not, a golfing show. Yeah. Right, not not cool. baseball. Cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. Cool. I'll just I'll head out. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was like, wow, TJ's TJ's got a 96 mile an hour two seamer <laughs> that I don't know about. Um. Yeah. Okay. So pitching. Uh, so pitching approach shots, like mentality wise, or like yeah, how you go about them, and you know distance control, and and what you you kind of use to to dial in that yardage, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I love. I'm very adamant about my like short game. I think that I think we both have a pretty decent short game for not being yeah. pro golfers. Uh, but yeah, mentality wise, it's it's all about feel for me. I know that it's more of like keeping a tempo instead of like and just trying to like not overdo it uh that's the finesse in the in the artistic part of golf right yeah, yeah, is yeah. letting kind of the equipment and the and the uh form do the work but yeah my my thing is i always i'm a big advocate for uh i like to play it short and let it ro- ro- roll up or if it's raining i try to like loft it higher and just stick it that's like yeah, really yeah. my the only things that go through my mind with that um yeah so something that i do um as the season kind of gets started, start to get the wedges dialed and, and get numbers in my head a bit more. Um, but certainly, you know, like May, June, I, I start to get my numbers for my different wedges. Um, and I really think of it just like a clock face. This is something that I, I talked to my buddy Sam O'Barish about, um, which we're going to have Sam on at some point for an interview. Yeah. Um, but just thinking, you know, half swing, three-quarter swing mm-hmm. on, on each of my wedges and knowing the yardage range that they go. Um, and it kind of varies season to season, but you start to get in your head, you know, 60 yards out, you know, I can either take a, a half swing of my pitch wedge or take a three quarter of my 52. And I, I kind of bounce between those and, and trying to not take those full swings. Yeah. No, I like um, that. Because I kind of have a very unique wedge setup. I guess a lot of people 
leave like four degrees between their wedges. But mm-hmm. I actually I have a fifty two, a fifty eight, and then that sixty four that yeah. is just kind of like wide yeah. open. Yeah. Um, but I like those bigger gaps because then it allows me to to take a half swing with each and have good gaps with those numbers. Uh, I mean, you're comfortable enough with them, you know, so it's like, yeah, again, we've talked about it before. I mean, there's no, but for the longest time, I mean, I was chipping with like a nine iron yeah, because I lost my pitching wedge, but it was like, I could get it to do it. It it actually kind of like, I think it worked out in my benefit, kind of like you with your wedges where instead of like having that, you have that like kind of vast gap in degrees, but you've learned how to utilize them and how to, you know take fuller swings or quarter swings all that yeah kind of stuff. i think that's a an interesting thing you know a lot of golf teachers talk about that you know limiting your bag and taking you know like three irons out and like okay you're gonna play nine holes and adapt mm-hmm. hitting these clubs and making them work with absolutely. big gaps absolutely um and, and it's the thing where like i mean my 64 degree it's you know i lay that thing open and hit little flop shots but i never take full swings with it it's really just using the the catching something clean with that is so difficult to do that I just always I'm either taking you know quarter swing half swing full swing and you know and I'm just thinking that like seven thirty three yeah and, and kind of <clears throat> knowing the yardage I can do from there and then you know I need a little less opening it up or choke down a little bit mm-hmm. and uh, bouncing between those those three wedges oh yeah that's my big focus this year is my wedge game I never can. I don't understand. My brain just doesn't understand how to hit them for distance. Like, you know, like a short par three, I'm just taking like a pitching wedge or I'm taking like an approach wedge and just like like a half swing. I just can't yeah, yeah. hit wedges. But flop game's okay. I want to get better at that too. But yeah, maybe that's, we can do, uh, what is it? The um, Like the good, good labs. We can do the <laughs> yeah, basic yeah. bogey, basic bogey practice. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying my my technique's not all right, but I I feel pretty confident. No, it's good it's hitting good. those. You know, I've just kind of learned that that's the most important part of my game is yeah. from if I'm 150 plus yards out. Obviously, I'm trying to hit the green. It's not going to happen every time. But sure. if I'm 75 yards out, you know, most likely if I'm 75 yards out, there's a couple scenarios. Either it's a short par four, mm-hmm. and I'm hitting two, trying to give myself a birdie look. Mm-hmm. It's a long par five, and I'm trying to hit three, trying mm-hmm. to, again, get myself a birdie look. Or I got myself into trouble, and I'm scrambling now, and yeah. I'm giving myself a par look. But knowing from that yard, say it's 75 yards, I need to get it up and down to save bogey. Yeah. And then in my head, if I can put something at 15 feet from 75 yards and in, yeah, can guarantee to get it up and down within two and either making par if it's a – you know, if I'm in position right. or saving bogey and, and just eliminating those big numbers. Yeah. I mean, in, in all those scenarios, I think the underlining thing is like just having the confidence to know that, all right, I just want to get this within like 20 feet. Just give yeah. myself a shot to have a putt at it. Trusting those wedge shots, I think, is is key. Once yeah. you, you have it in your head, you know, this is how far I'm bringing it back to and following through the same distance. You know, if you're thinking clock, like I, I always think face of the clock, mm-hmm. um, but then just committing and not, I mean, the biggest mistake from amateur golfers is deselling into the ball and then mm-hmm. trying to know, like place it. Rather, that's than where you start. It, you know, you it. either thin it or you chunk it, and now you're either long or short. And just trusting those uh, where your your setup is. It's the way of the road. Yeah, sure is. But yeah, I, I mean, I think uh, we talked before. I'm I wanted to get new wedges last year, and ended up pulling the trigger. Yeah, that's my goal. Uh, like probably by like my birthday's in May. I'm probably going to do it right in May. Yeah. Yeah. 
you you gonna go and get like fitted for them? You're just gonna grab a. I'm probably gonna lean on you for that. You might have. I've never I've never gotten fitted for clubs, so I might. I had never been fitted, and then I went to the they had the Callaway rep at Winoa last year, and that's when I went to get fitted for wedges. Then was the plan, Mm. and have it. I mean, I think I think wedges is more important fitting than like a driver is because you have that rep that knows there's so many variables with the yeah. wedges from the bounce to the yeah. lie to the degree of the wedge itself the loft and it's like that's where i think the rep is even more important because those are your scoring clubs absolutely and getting that feedback from him mm-hmm. then i didn't end up pulling the trigger because he was giving me other feedback that was really good where like i realized i was standing way too close to the ball and then mm-hmm. it, i went through some kind of major swing adjustments you did in that yeah. point uh it was probably like july-ish yeah. And it, I mean, my swings even, I was making it work, but I was doing incorrect things with my swing and, and never having taken any actual lessons. Right. You know, I didn't, I just did what worked and got by. Um, but I think working through those changes was beneficial. Yeah. And so now it's, you know, I want to go and do a fitting again, but it's like, I don't want to do a fitting in like April. You know, I want to get into yeah. the routine a little bit and then do a fitting in the summer. Yeah. And then. That's probably what I'll do this year is, like, do the fitting around then, like, as soon as I get them. Uh, just so I can at least have, you know, the majority of the time. You also know what's super depressing is we're sitting here talking about golfing while it's snowing outside right now. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. That's uh, upstate New York, though, in the February. Worst. The worst. One of the, the cool things, though, I mean, Winoa does it. I think some other courses are starting to do it, is getting these different reps in from, from yeah. Callaway, TaylorMade, Titleist, and, yeah. and having them, you know, come through. I think it's, like, every – month they have a different one come through at winoa but it's cool having the tent set up you know they got brand new clubs to try yeah and, exactly and go through all that all right just grabbed our hot dog here at the turn so let's listen to a quick word from our sponsors the third annual east syracuse manoa marching band golf tournament is coming on saturday august 17th at winoa golf course the cost is just $80 per person or $320 for a four-person team. The day includes 18 holes of golf, contests for putting, longest drive, and closest to the pin, gifts from our sponsors, a delicious buffet lunch, and great prizes. All proceeds benefit the East Syracuse Manoa Marching Band. If you or someone you know loves to golf, or if you'd like to be a sponsor, you can sign up at esmmarchingband.org. That's esmmarchingband.org. Well, yep, more on the docket for me to do this year. It'll just be great. Unbelievable. Dumping all this freaking money into this hobby. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) you finally got in your own... uh... Acorn Hills merch finally. I did. I haven't you even wanna, opened it yet. Open gonna, that up here. Yeah, we we're gonna save it for this. Looking to do it. Um, oh boy. Ah! Sorry, bunny. Look at this. What's this? That's a little uh, note from our guy Nate over there at Acorn Hills. Nate. Wow. Okay. A little personalized note. Oh, we got some more stickers for the boys. We love that. I mean, yeah, and this, yeah, sent us the flag too. Forgot about that part. Yeah. About that. All right, let's take a look here. So I got a quarter zip and a hat. Let's start with the, the. Okay. All right, we'll do the quarter. Ooh, look at this thing. Oh, God. Sorry. Oh wow. 
Davis, and it's like a good, it's like a good material too. This is like yeah. So that's the Aqua Pura Quarter Zip. Uh, I think this is one of the first ones they had they had released out. I have this one too. I really love it. I love the material oh. of it. Oh, look at the little acorn! I on love the, back the acorn too. in the okay. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the script logo they've got. Yeah, that's but it's uh, it's pretty clean. Pretty clean. Yeah. It also it has pockets too. Oh my god! Always love, love pockets, pockets on a quarter dog. zip. I will have some random. I don't know how. Probably like golf tees. There'll be a vape yeah. in one of them. Who knows? <laughs> love that, dude. Might have to throw this on here soon. Then I got a hat. It's still in the bag here. Yeah. So that's the blue tick. Creek cap. Ooh, kind of matches right with it as well. It's, oh, God. That's a pretty nice looking design right there on the top. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Cool. So if you like these uh, products, head over, check them out. Acornhillsco.com. Heck yeah. Right. It's cool apparel, as you see, but don't forget about the seed tag, right? That's yes. the whole thing. So this you can actually like, there's just some instructions. There's a little QR code that you can use, but you literally can like rip it and like put it in a hole and water it and just plants like trees. That's great. That's so cool. Dude, yeah. Shout out Acorn Hills. My gosh. So yeah, go check them out. Use code BASIC20 for 20% off your order. Yeah. Um, See right here on the screen. Lovely. Yeah. But yeah, cool apparel helps the environment. Um, we're going to have, uh, an Acorn Hills interview coming soon with Nate from over there. He's our guy. Um, that'll be coming up in the next month. So be on the lookout for that. Oh, that's a good looking fit right there. It is. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Cool. So yeah, we kind of talk pitches and stuff like that. And I know last episode we talked some of the pre-shot, pre-round routines. So let's talk more like post-round routines. Like you just wrapped up 18 with the boys. What's the... What are you doing? Oh, my gosh. I mean, what am I doing? It varies. I mean, I really, for me, I know post-shot, I like to go back and think about how I sucked uh, and rethink. If it's a really bad day, I actually will go to the, I'll go to the range and I'll swing and like just, just to get out, you know, try to end on a good note. Yeah. At yeah. least if I've had a rough day. Um, but other than that, I mean, I really love golf because obviously we, we have day jobs. Um, I love golf as a an outlet. I like to be competitive, but at the same time, I'm not like gonna let it ruin my day. If yeah, I have yeah, a bad yeah. round. So I like to go home, try to get some laundry done, maybe. Um, you know, depending on what's going on during the day, try to try to get some good food in me. Go for I try to go for a walk too, if you know, even more. Just try just try to be active. So um, it varies for me. I know you you and your neighborhood have a whole routine that you guys yeah well i mean do. on the weekends you know normally it's like you know it's your free time so i get home i got some neighbors here that uh that usually golf early as well and you get home you know it's it's hot muggy up here so you're already kind of sweaty and then it's you know you got to mow the lawn so it's right. kind of have this post round mow that we do here in the neighborhood i mean it just kind of started happening more and more and, and that was you know three four of us on the street that do it but <laughs> You get home in your golf clothes, you're already kind of sweaty. It's yeah. like, why, why change and mow the lawn? I might as well just mow in my polo and <laughs> a pants. Post, and... post round mow. Yeah, we'll have to get some photos. Um... <laughs> what? Um, I forgot where I saw this, but have you ever seen your neighbors bringing groceries? Have you ever seen in your entire life? I don't think I ever have. I don't think I have. Isn't that a weird like concept? Yeah. Somebody's like, we're living in a, sim- a simulation because I bet you've never seen your neighbors bringing groceries. And I'm like, 
shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're all living in a in a matrix. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I'm a big fan of the post round mill. I mean, I golf a lot in the mornings, but for work, I think that kind of helps a little bit. Yeah, mentally, because you know you it, it you can't be mad when you start the day with golf. And then you got to go work right after, but it's like, it just kind of like, I don't know, you start your day happy. And it's like, you, even if you play bad, it's like, all right, we're just kind of getting on with your day right after yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're getting up, your body's being active early, you're stretching, you're making sure that, you know, it's a good way to start the day. You have to get the blood pumping. Um, and I know for me this year, at least, I, I started a new job last, last year and uh, I'm able to work from home and I can kind of flex my hours. So I'm going to be able to go start doing those morning rounds too. So be a nice little addition to, Kind of what you did for the last like year or two. Yeah. I mean, I just like getting out there and walking. You know, it's yeah, it's so peaceful in the morning. There's normally not that many people yeah. there. But no, I normally get there at like 7. Tee off. I'm done 8.30 and I got enough time to drive in downtown and, and mm-hmm. get to work. There's days I'll get there and I'll see this guy. I don't know his name, but he's always walking like up 18 or teeing off on 18 as I'm going out on number Jesus. one. And I think he just gets there like. Five. before sunset like it's mm-hmm. it's still a little dark and he just goes and he walks damn. 18 gotta respect he's a member and he just he just goes and he'll be coming up then God, damn got the itch couldn't wait but it's so i love those morning rounds like that because it's so peaceful there's not many people there mm-hmm. i don't really see that many and if i do it's like other regulars that do the same right. type of thing yeah um but it's always it's quiet you know i i know the it's always my guy friend in the clubhouse. I just kind of give him a wave. I head out. He knows what I'm doing. I've been doing it for a couple of years now. Yeah. And then coming back in, there's normally that's when the leagues are going out. And so then you see the parking lot starting to fill up. You know, right. Paul is making up the breakfast sandwiches. People are getting <laughs> going for their their cheat. morning seniors league. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's 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 a cool. Like you're right. That's a good way to start the day. Can't be yeah. mad about that. I mean, you can be mad about going into work, but you know. I think it's just a little. It's it's peaceful just playing. I mean, sometimes people join me, um, you know, Mikey and Anthony join me multiple times for those rounds, but like just getting out there and playing yourself, it's easier to then shoot the content. Yeah. So I shoot a lot of my solo stuff. Um, but you just kind of, I don't know, you, you enjoy it a bit more just silent. A lot of times I'll just listen to a podcast too while oh, I'm yeah. going and uh, Hell yeah. quick way to walk three, four miles without even realizing Dude, it. And I then know. you got your steps in for the day yep. and it's not even nine o'clock yet. Hell yeah. Yeah. I remember we, when we did that round last year we walked and carried bags and i was like dude this is actually like so much more physical activity and i loved it like yeah oh, so yeah good. i got the i got a push cart or i think carrie got it from my from my birthday a couple years ago mm-hmm. just making the you know i wanted to make the investment in that i mean you save 10 to 15 bucks at whatever course yeah, sometimes time. more yeah and it's just healthier and i gotta say the push carts like getting a legit one for not bad. I mean, you can get used ones pretty cheap, but you know, yeah. like a hundred to 150 and it's like, now you're set. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. It's and it's so simple, you know, I mean, then it's carrying. It's one thing I used to do that, but the push cart's great. Just folds up. It's always in my car. Yeah. I got to start doing that. It's I've got the little, uh, there's a little mount that screws in for an umbrella mount. Cause a couple times we'll play in the rain and then you just throw the umbrella in, it clamps it right down. And now your clubs are good. You're good. Step out, take your shot. And it's, Gotta start doing Keeps that. you out of the elements. Yeah. All right. Talk to me and do it. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, I think also just walking helps you. I, I swear I play better when I walk because it keeps me moving, keeps me in the rhythm of my shot. Mm-hmm. And 
people claim it's faster ride and play. I don't think it is. I, I am adamant about walking is faster because you get four golfers that then all go to their own ball. You play that ball and you go to the next or and you right, got a car. Like you know, if I'm left and you're right, well, we got to drive to mine. Now I got to go through my routine, hit my shot. Then we got to drive to yours, go through your yeah. routine. Mm. I swear it speeds it up. Some of my fastest rounds are, are with four of us walking. Yeah, I don't doubt it for sure. I mean, yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting to to do. We should have like a like a nine hole challenge walking, and we try to we set a time and try to beat it for fast play. Yeah, well, not like not like speed golf type of stuff, yeah, but just yeah. to see, you know, like you know, what like what do you realistically think that you shoot nine holes in walking? Uh, I'm pretty close at that, like one fifteen to one thirty. Okay, that'd be cool to like try to do it. Yeah, that'd be cool if we just set a time and just see if how quicker quick we can get and how low we can go. Well, if we get Anthony Vega out there, he as soon as the tee gets in the ground, he's swinging. Yeah, it's not even it's not even his tee. It's not even his tee. He takes longer looking for his tee after hitting his shot than Dude. he does pre-shot routine. Just an animal. And for how quick he hits it, it's not like he's slapping it all over the place. He's no. hitting it damn well too. He is, yeah, for sure. But he's uh he plays quick. Yeah. I like to. I don't know. People give me feedback a lot saying I take a lot of time. I feel like I take the average amount of time. I don't. No, you take a long time. You do definitely. I don't really think. I but do. you do the you do the exact same. I mean, you're methodical about it. Yeah. But no, yeah, your pre-shot routine is. Like I, one I keep of the my routine the same. Seen. I mean, I think of it like I I do like free throw shooting. I just remember doing a lot of those free throw contests as a kid, and if it, it was like you, if it took you that long to shoot a free throw, I well, would, you only have 15 seconds for a free yeah, throw. There's a ton. Been a while since I, I think it's ten, right? I think it's ten. I think but... Leprechaun League was fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> Leprechaun, yeah. But I just like having that process, and yeah. I don't think it's ridiculously long because, again, if no. I can walk and play nine holes and an hour, yeah, 15, it's not ridiculously long. You just you you get, but you go through the process. It's not like you're blowing this out of proportion. It's not super long. It's not like obnoxiously long. For the record. The length of that is not because I'm trying to figure out the club. A lot of times I know the club. It's just oh no, yeah, you're just getting yourself set. It's my my swing feel versus swing reel type of yeah. thing, and having my target lines. You do the same. Yeah, it's yeah, it's never like. But also, rarely do I second guess the club and pull something. Right. Else. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I've seen you maybe do that one time. Yeah. Because you thought of a club and you went with the opposite one, and you're like, no, no, I'm gonna go with my gut and go back to that. Yeah. No, I don't. I my shit is like I get up there, kind of the same thing. Like I'll set myself but I, I i think i'm taking a shot within like 10 seconds 10 15 seconds yeah <laughs> i don't i don't wait a i'm whole more like time. it's like 30 to 40 yeah you're yeah, not yeah, taking yeah. like four minutes in between shots and then and then hankering it off into the trees it's just you know it's it's funny to watch you, you know get up there you the visual and you get in there the little fake swing and then just making sure the feet are all set it's it's there it's like it's like 30, 40 seconds. It makes... Yeah, you know. yeah. Yeah, it is about that. It's yeah. not too long. And yeah. and then anything... Putting, I think, is a little quicker because I like to get up there, mark my ball, and then walk in and feel the line with my feet. Yeah. And then get out of the way. And I'm, you just have a good idea before I even... Yeah. It's I know my we, turn to putt. We talked about it episode one or two. We talked about, like, eliminating practice putts and, like, yeah, really just yeah. kind of getting up there and feeling it and seeing it and sticking to that line because your body and your brain, like, you see it. You're your body's going to adapt to it. So I know for me, I've taken off a significant amount of time putting because I'm just not, I'm just trusting it instead of like sitting there practicing. So yeah. Locking into that line. Do you use a line on your ball? You uh, I started to last year. Yeah. Yeah. Before I didn't more, more before I would just, I would line it up with like the logo 
I mean, I guess yeah, I was yeah. using a line without using a line, but uh, but now I do, and I try to like set it on that line and really just kind of make it roll over the yeah, top. Yeah, and go. yeah. I'm I've gotten big on like I'll use those triple track Callaway balls, but it's like I don't know for what it costs to get the triple lines on it. I rather just I no. part of like my pre shot routine. I kind of like. Is you know opening that sleeve or grabbing a couple and marking them up and drawing mm-hmm. the line on, throwing your initials, and then these are the yeah. what you're using. It's a good little something to do between the practice green and that first tee to <laughs> yeah. do a little sketch. And... Just a little sketch. <laughs> Pablo Picasso over here. I love it. I started doing. I mean, I've done the lines for a while, drawing them on, but I know this past season with more of the tournaments, I like started doing using that same line marker. And then, like, it kind of works with the T and the J. I can, like, do it, and it gets nice and straight. Oh, yeah. But I realized just doing some of these other, the soul tournaments, scrambles and stuff, it's like mm-hmm. I need to have this ball actually marked. Marked, right. Um, yeah. With something that I can ensure is my golf ball. Um, yeah. But, Heck, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Talking so, about balls. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's just some of the goals then this summer, like we talked about, Getting fit for clubs, you yeah. know, getting new wedges, probably something both of us are going to be doing, and mm-hmm. uh, just adding to the bag and hopefully improving those games a little bit. Those are scoring clubs. Got to yeah, got to do it. Help lower the scores and uh, yeah. But yeah, you and I get off a tee box clean. We're we're scoring on a hole. Yeah, that's just it's just what it's been. So you know, it's good stuff. Hopefully, we can dial that in. I think you know a new set clubs to. Both of us would be extremely beneficial. Yeah. Well, yeah, let us know in the comments below anything else you want to see us kind of talk about. Uh, We're always looking to collaborate with others for the golf community. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to Basic Bogeys. If you made it to this point, we truly appreciate you listening to today's episode. To see more of our content, be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and subscribe on YouTube. We can be found at, at Basic Bogeys on all platforms. Feel free to reach out to us, give us feedback on the show, or maybe you want to collaborate. We're always looking to team up with others and continue to grow this great golf community. 